I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Hello. Hi. Testing. Testing. Is this thing on? Sure is. Greetings. How are you? Phenomenal. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. I'm really great. I'm also really excited to welcome back our very, very favorite guest, my cousin Brock. How are you doing, friend? I am doing well. Happy to be here with you guys. We made it, you guys. We made it. This is season eight. We did it, Joe. We did it, Joe. (laughs) It's kind of all we can say at this point. We did do it. What have we done to ourselves? (laughs) Andrea, don't ever ask me to do anything again. No. This is it. Three years ago, you texted me and said, hey, I have an idea. <laughs> and now part of you has died, like a horcrux. <laughs> yes, yes. I do very much feel like a piece of my soul has gone into this. Yes. So did this start as a pandemic project? It sure, sure did. did. Ah. It sure uh-huh. did. Yeah. It's like, we I were, we were wild-eyed children. Wild-eyed children with nothing but time. <laughs> right. And a goal, which we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. We can do it. Should we dive in? Oh my God. Can we? Because I have a note right off the bat. Oh, okay. Do you, do you want to start? (laughs) I mean, no, I'll let you get into it. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Uh, So we picked things up this week following the trio's arrival and then abrupt departure from Hogsmeade through the secret tunnel into Hogwarts. They have followed Neville through a portrait of Ariana who looks way too old. We already talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he decides that they should have a little fun, which just amounts to him opening the door and announcing that they're there. Cool. Uh, he opens the door, which is a, a, a nondescript portrait in the film. Yeah, it's um, like an empty yeah. archway kind of thing. Uh, and it opens into the room of requirement and he announces Harry's return. And... I have to admit, this was enormously underwhelming for me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was like, is this just me? But this just feels like nothing. It just feels like nothing. Like I wanted the house banners. I wanted the story about how it expanded as more students arrived. And like when the girls showed up, suddenly there were bathrooms, which was a whole <laughs> nother conversation that we don't have time to get into. But like, I wanted the fantasy. And instead we, we don't actually really get an explanation of where the fuck we are. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Don't they say in the books and they're like, Neville really understands this room? Yeah. That we're in the room of requirement? Yeah. None of that. I'm not confident that they even say, like, this is the room of requirement at like, any point. I, there's no way they do. Which no, is, that's, that's not too much to ask. No. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Where are we? Where are we? Why is this a camp? Why are there hammocks everywhere? Why is it like, so messy? Clean up your shit. Like, I guess if you put a bunch of teenagers together I... in a room, like whatever, <laughs> but like really we're, this is magic here. We've got magic, we've got magic. And all we have to sleep in is hammocks. <laughs> I would have been back in the dormitories after two nights. My back couldn't take that. <laughs> Even in high school, I broke my back. I had to wear a fiberglass brace for four months. Right. Not doing it. Anyway. Great. Everything's great. Everything's great. We don't know where we are. We're in the castle, though. It's good. Um, Harry greets his admirers, and Neville immediately asks what the plan is. Gotta have a plan. Surprise! 
There isn't one. There's no plan. Mm-mm. We don't have a plan. Uh, they've turned it into a like a, a comedic bit here. I, I and to be honest, I love Seamus's uh, reply when he's like, "That's nothing to go on." <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yeah, actually, actually, I appreciate you pointing out how fucking ridiculous this is. <laughs> Uh, but basically, Harry's like, there's this thing that we need. We don't know what it is. We don't know where it is. Who's got an idea? Well, this is the part I wanted to comment on really quick. It looks like, and it's the first time I've noticed this. When you're looking at the trio, you're looking at um, Ron and Hermione. They look like guilty. They look like really uncomfortable as Harry's trying to explain it instead of like elated to be back with their schoolmates. And then we've got Harry doing his, I told you, like this whole movie, he pants a lot. He's like panting like he's just been running. Does like, pant a lot. What are you panting for? You just walked through just like everybody else. Nobody else is panting. Like so he's just he's so excited <laughs> to talk. Like I, I get it, but it always feels weird. It always feels like you could just talk. Like you didn't just run I, anywhere. We determined this is after his alcoholism, right? Yes. So he's probably not drunk. No, I think it's an acting choice. Is him trying to be engaged in a scene. This is how I'll show him engaged now and not dead eyed. It's like well. I almost would have taken <laughs> dead-eyed and just explaining it over panting unnecessarily. Interesting. I don't know. Just a note I had at this point. My only note is that Dean Thomas looks like an absolute giant, but the cast is so <laughs> short that I assume he's like six one, six two, maybe. Maybe five so- short. We talked about this, I think, in an episode last season, uh, mm-hmm. when they're in the ministry. Uh and Ron. Ron, yeah, Ron transforms back into himself from Reg Cattermole and like he's shorter than Mrs. Yeah, Cattermole. And we're yeah, like, yeah. wait, I thought Ron was tall. And I looked it right. up and he's like 5'10. <laughs> and you realize that Emma and Dan are just tiny, tiny. like 5'5 five, five and 5'6. Five, no, you found out he was 5'8, that they're 5'5. Five, five. Oh my God, really? Yes. <laughs> You're like, that's weird. I'm 6'3". No wonder. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that one. Oh, God. Imagine meeting them. And I've seen Dan on stage. I just saw him recently in Merrily We Roll Along. I also didn't get that he was that short from that show. That's wild. Anyway, uh, of course, it's Luna that pipes up uh, uh, with the only response, suggesting the exact thing they need to find. Convenient. Um, Ron helps us learn what a diadem is. And we are on our way to figuring out what to do next when Ginny bursts in. Weird, because she's not even supposed to be at Hogwarts anymore. But okay. All right. She never comes back from Easter break. But it's okay. She just pops in and she informs the group that Headmaster Snape knows that Harry was busted in Hogsmeade. Great. Cool. We appreciate you, Ginny, following in the footsteps of your brother and letting us know what the fuck is going on in this movie. You're great. <laughs> well, they, uh, they needed her to walk in to show off her appalling lack of chemistry with <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> I didn't even know that she was in this chunk because I forgot. She's just... <laughs> she was there. She's there. That's yeah, great. That's right. All right. Uh, I hate that. Are you going to mention the stupid Frankie first year line? No, I'm I'm done. Yeah, because it's a stupid line, and I don't care. There is the only part I wrote is yeah, shut up, Seamus. <laughs> shut up, Seamus. <laughs> only part I liked was like yes, yeah, so I told Seamus to shut up. <laughs> Still don't like him. I just I thought they were uh, 
I thought they were aggressively rude to Luna when, when she's literally correct, like saves, saves their mission by providing the explanation. Mm. And uh, they're, they're just, there are eye rolls and like, they're just extremely dismissive of what it like, as if they have another idea, which right. they do not. Dismissive of the only idea in the room. <laughs> okay. And also Luna's already Classic. had good ideas in the past. Like when they're going to go to the uh, Ministry of Magic and they said, how are we going to get there? She goes, we're going to fly, of course, on the thrusters. That was her idea. Yeah. Like, like she's not highly logical and a fucking Ravenclaw. Get the fuck out of here. You respect her. That's, that's literally what I said is this is not book five or movie five, whatever you have it anymore. Like they, they should be past this. And um, I mean, I understand taking it with a grain of salt because she does still say some crazy shit. But they, they needed to explore that a little bit more directly instead of being dismissive. Right. Sometimes the crazy bitch is right. That's right. <laughs> this is the crazy bitch. <laughs> <That's insane. laughs> uh, jump out of the room of requirement to the grand staircase that we've never seen before. Uh, can somebody tell me why this redesign was necessary? So we could run around in chaos around it later. Yeah. Yeah, I watched a whole, oh, I should have, oh, I should have written this down. What'd you find? Because you would actually like this. Uh, I watched a whole YouTube video that was a man detailing the changes to Hogwarts Castle from like movie one to movie eight. It's, 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 it's actually fascinating. He's like an architecture expert. It was really cool. Um, and he was talking about this grand staircase that is like, where is it going? Where does it, <laughs> like, where does it where come do- from? Like, yeah. Why are we now centering around it? Yeah. And there are there are points in this chunk and the next chunks where you like see what's above the staircase and it's another staircase. And it's like, is this just an infinite stairway? <laughs> like I where I where are we going? Anyway. Huh. Uh, students are marching like it's 1930s Germany and they assemble in the Great Hall. Follow-up question. Snape's first comment here is about how late it is. What the fuck were all of the students doing out on the grounds? Like at one point, uh, like a second ago, we just saw them marching across like a courtyard. Yeah. He's like, he opens with, you know, I've called you here this late, whatever the actual dialogue is. It's like, why did you, what, why weren't they in the common or why weren't well, they in their hopefully it's dormitories? Like eight o'clock. But even then, if, it, if it's like summertime, it shouldn't be that dark. No, it was, it's, it's weird. It should be. It's supposed to be like spring. The whole marching in lines thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> no. I kind of get what they were going for, but it's a little too concentration campy for me. Yeah. And a little too unexplained. Again, we don't really see anything that's going on at Hogwarts except for students march now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, uh, what I do appreciate is that they're all in uniform. Anyway, uh, Snape rants about Harry being cited and how he's going to kick anybody's ass that associates with or aids him in any way. Yada, yada, yada. I'm too distracted by the fact that the film is so desaturated at this point that it's basically in black and white. Sir. <laughs> I write that later. I'm like, why, why can't I see anything? <laughs> like, why did we lean into this so hard? Yeah. You it's can just do- like the only thing you can make out is people's faces. And that's only the light-skinned people. Anyone with like a slightly <laughs> dark complexion, it's just black. 
Um, the only note I had here, the people at the front are the Karos, right? I said, it's a, I said maybe yes. that's a Karo? Yes, yes, those are Karos. Yes, that is Amicus and Electo. <laughs> that is them, okay. Don't interrupt, like, don't introduce them. Don't make them actual characters. Just mention them, show them, and then get rid oh, of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never acknowledged or explained. Yeah. Like, we, Neville in the last chunk mentioned them as they're going through the tunnel. Like, the Karos are in charge of punishments now or whatever, but we don't yeah. actually acknowledge that these are the Karos. Um <laughs> They are credited, but you know, why would you anyway? Yeah, uh, Snape threatens the students and staff until Harry himself is compelled to step forward. Um, he has this nice little confrontation. His posse, what's left of the order, uh, like rolls in behind him with this very like badass entrance. I kind of wanted to remix it with the, I don't know, some 90s hip hop. Because that door <laughs> wa- opens and they walk in and it's just very everybody. <laughs> I was just gonna say that that's off, but, back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they uh, call Snape on his bullshit. Uh, well, I don't really love this departure from the book. Like this confrontation doesn't. Anyway, uh, I do appreciate the line here. How dare you stand where he stood? Uh, that gets me every time. That's a very like right dagger to the heart type thing and i get that canon is that snape is a sheep in wolf's clothing here but as has been firmly established on this podcast snape was not in fact a good man (laughs) despite his intentions uh he's actually a pretty fucking horrible person uh anyway so he draws his wand And McGonagall steps in front of Harry in one of the most badass moments in the entire series. I just have all caps. McGonagall, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, I would be remiss not to take this moment to, like, educate the children. Dame Maggie Smith had a wildly illustrious career spanning half a century before Harry Potter or Downton Abbey. Mm -hmm. Like, please, everyone do yourself a favor and look it up because she, like, there's a reason that she's still working at 88 years old and it's because she fucking wrote the book uh so go read it children anyway the woman is a goddess and we do not deserve her in the slightest just like harry did not anyway after a brief yeah 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 yeah, yeah. go on what what do you want to talk about Um, i'll keep talking about dame maggie smith do you want to talk about that i'll talk we could do an entire (laughs) podcast just covering her movies it would just be you and me for hours going she's just so good I mean, yes. she's just so good. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Secret Garden, I would just start crying. Well, um, <laughs> love my that favorite movie. thing about her is that she has been 75 years old for 50 <laughs> years. <laughs> just, just for those of you who don't know, she played a guy who was, a, or excuse me, a guy. She didn't play a guy. <laughs> she, she, played, she could have. <laughs> <laughs> she played a person who was essentially Robin... Williams' wife's grandma mm-hmm. in 1990 in, in 1992. <laughs> yeah, she was she was like 52 years old. What I, you know, she's in her mid 50s, and she's playing somebody who could have been Robin Williams' grandmother. It's incredible. Oh my god, that's right. That just makes me think of the Golden Girls. These women who were like, I, I hate to say this, were actually not that much older than we currently are. Who were considered to be old ladies uh, in the 80s and 90s when that show was on and were just like eternal. Like Betty White was an old lady for my entire life. Correct. Correct. But again, also had a wildly like 
unbelievable career. I just, um, I thought, I've never really been a fan of Alan Rickman's performance as Snape. Um, to me, Snape, as he's written, has sort of a an energy and vitality that's not really Alan Rickman's wheelhouse. Oh, I get um, that. I get that. He plays it very stoic. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, side note, I always wanted... I always wanted Gary Oldman's version of Snape. Um, oh, interesting. Ooh. I yeah. think we could have had Gary Oldman for more than two films. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but having said that, I, I really liked his performance here. He, he found a menacing tone that was still consistent with his portrayal. Um, and then also once um, McGonagall steps up, I mean, the, the movie viewers aren't aware of this, but as book readers know, there's, it's really a tough spot for him to be in. Like, what, is, what does he do at this point? He can't kill Harry Potter. And you can see it on his face, sort of the, the indecision and the uncertainty. I, I yeah. just thought he did a nice job. He did, yeah, but I, he also I do found... Really... Go, ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, he also found eye makeup. So I think that helps. <laughs> a really dark. He does absolutely have a smoky eye here and I don't understand it. <laughs> it was a choice. And I'm like, huh, huh. But no, huh. I, I love this little stalemate uh, almost between McGonagall and Snape where they're like, they have been, they've been allies uh, for so long. Uh, they worked together for years. She probably taught him uh, when he was a student. And yeah, there's just this moment in both of their faces. Like, I can't believe I'm about to do what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. Are you going to mention the Caro's uh, yes. spell? Okay. I just noticed it for the first time now that it's shrapnel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, McGonagall goes on the offensive here, finally, firing spells at Snape. Firing. See what I did there? Spells uh. at Snape. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> as you were pointing out it is of note here that snape like at no point returns an attack and he doesn't ever do anything beyond protecting himself other than rendering both of the caro siblings behind him unconscious by deflecting mcgonagall's attacks to them which is brilliant in hindsight because uh, it can just look like he's protecting himself but in the process he's helping the order Anyway, uh, I have to admit that I I think I would have preferred the scene in Ravenclaw Tower from the book where like one of the Karos spits in McGonagall's face and Harry steps out and is like, you should not have done that. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first time he uses Crucio, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, that's what he goes. Now I understand what Voldemort meant. You have to mean it. And she's like, what the fuck, Potter? (laughs) I don't think she says that in the book, but close. No, it's not what the fuck, Potter. I don't think so. I'll have to double check. Weird, weird. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that text just to confirm. Weird. I thought um, the way that Snape flees, where he turns into the whatever it is, like it before he does the full smoke flying thing, there's a weird shape shifting moment. Yeah, he kind of yeah. looks like the Tasmanian devil for a second. So here, here are my comps. One is Venom. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we actually made that. <laughs> okay. And two, I think you guys might like this more. Hexus from Fern Gully. <gasps> oh. Oh my God. Did I, you have right? that name off the dome? No, I did have like, to look damn. up the name. Okay. I knew what I was thinking of, but I had to look up the name. 
it's the black creature thing the slimy yes. whatever yeah, like, yes. yeah. it's so I literally watched a trailer for that yesterday because it was showing up on my Amazon like home feed or whatever I'm like I have not watched a movie in forever and yet that shaped my childhood <laughs> what are you watching that that is showing up on your for you page that's a great question I are don't you know. okay I don't know <laughs> I never know I mean quality film don't get me wrong oh yeah my uh, my cousin and my sister and I would reenact that movie we would fight over who got to be Krista and who got to be who, <laughs> <Naturally>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. who got to really save the rainforest in our <laughs> scenarios. So, oh yeah, that yeah. VHS was played to death. Hard, hard. Uh, That's funny. Okay, wow, so how Texas. Many, how many drugs were people on who made that movie? Like <laughs> that movie is weird as shit. They're like, well, here's an idea. There's global warming. There's climate change. There's deforestation. How do we make the kids care about it? Ah, haunt their dreams. Okay, haunt their dreams. <laughs> you know, you know what we need more of is Robin Williams rapping. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot he was in that until I watched the trailer the other day. I'm like, oh my god, that's right. The bat was Robin I Williams. Not until the second. Oh my god. Oh no. When does he rap? My name is Batty. Ba -da 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 -da. <laughs> oh shit. All right, I'm watching that movie today now. Good job. You brought up Free Willy God. and Fern Gully. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. <laughs> Unearthing these <laughs> awful the movies. Early 90s, y'all. The early 90s. Shit. Uh, anyway, uh, so every year when I reread book seven, I am forced to remember that like once you hit like roughly the halfway mark in the book, you're just kind of in it. Like there's yeah. no putting it down. You're just reading the rest of the book because the last 300 pages of the book are the Battle of Hogwarts. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I mean, I read book seven in one sitting because book six had been spoiled for me. So I like went home after buying it at midnight and read it cover to cover so that that wasn't going to happen. Also a terrible idea because then it was like a week before I could talk to anyone about it. <laughs> but anyway, I'm excited to start again. I get to start in like a month. Um, rereading the series you just finished book seven didn't you yeah wow so this was even more disappointing <laughs> coming yeah. into the movie i was like all oh, right yeah none of this right. happens. we don't get uh minerva sprinting down the hallway sending her cat patronuses off to give oh. orders or like bewitching the uh like the, her battle with snape in the book is actually pretty badass uh like one of them uses one of the uh, oh, yeah. suits of armor. Uh, there are knives flying through the air. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And the other professors come up and be like, holy shit, what are you doing? <laughs> what is happening? Minerva. They can't do they can't do either of those things you mentioned because if the book, if the movies have any rules, it's no corporeal patronuses <laughs> and, and no battles where they do just one, just one battle where they do anything other than just throw beams of light at each other. Yes, that's very true. That's very oh, true. God. Those are hard and fast rules. The only way to battle as a wizard is to, you know, connect your wands with a beam of light pew, pew. and create molten lava shit. Yeah. I so said I'm dying to hear Corey's emphysema Voldemort impression. <laughs> <sighs> We're almost there. Anyway, uh, Snape does the smoky wishy thing, as you said, uh, Venom or Hexus uh, escape through the window. Goodbye. Uh, McGonagall regains control of Hogwarts, ushering in like the slightest bit of color to inspire hope, I guess. I don't know. Uh, all of the like little dishes that are floating in the air were already lit, but thank you. Like, 
she like waves her wand and they're lit with <laughs> like she turned warm, them up yeah like lit with warm light <laughs> instead of cool light oh if y'all ever if y'all ever took lighting theory i don't know why either one of you would have ever taken a lighting theory course or had a section of anyway no dumb thing to say if you ever took lighting theory um, <laughs> there's like a niche group of people who will know what that is uh anyway but most people will understand warm versus cool light cool light has like blue tones to it and warm light has like orange or red tones to it um and that's kind of what flips here we flip from the cool lit fires <laughs> we'll call it cool lit. i'm doing quotations but i get that this is a, an, an audio medium so y'all aren't seeing it so i'm just gonna cool light uh, to warm light and then suddenly people have color on their faces for a brief moment uh, because we are suddenly overtaken with a message from Voldy himself. <sighs> I, I just, I hate this so much. I get the, I get where they were going with the girls like screaming in the corners, like whether they're seers or empaths or whatever they're trying to like allude to. Shockingly, it's unexplained. Uh, but I really could do without this. Like, oh, why is that girl screaming? Oh, now there's another girl screaming. <laughs> like, what is, why is everyone screaming? No, I just wrote, I hate this scene as well. <laughs> like, I hated this yeah, part. I'm like, we didn't need this. No. No we, one needed we, this. We didn't. We stopped the movie to have this. Like, we stopped all of the action to have girls screaming. Yeah, we'll stop. Just had a very exciting moment. And now we're going to... Screamy scream. Uh, as you already said, Voldemort's emphysema voice comes in, whispered, but somehow still heard by all. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Harry. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> why can't you talk like, right you're, you're you're making a point to magnify your voice into and permeate the spaces of all of hogsmeade right like they can hear as far as hogsmeade but yeah. you're whispering <laughs> i what and it's we can't use the excuse that he just returned from the dead anymore it's been years he's yeah. been doing shit killing people getting yeah. stronger yeah, I don't know. I other than that, it's it's ooky spooky. I don't really get that choice, but hey, here we are. Uh, so his message is basically hand over Harry and I'll leave you alone. Fight and you'll all die. Great. I gotta say, I know that this is not the right thing. <laughs> this doesn't put me on the right side. Uh, but I'm maybe with Pansy here. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't fucking know him. Like and this guy, this. Oh, the most powerful wizard in the world is like threatening to kill everyone if we don't give them this one person like okay here you go like I, uh, <laughs> he's like right there <laughs> like I, this could be over really quickly guys like nobody has to die just give just there's just the 17 year old really annoying kid that's been causing trouble the entire time <laughs> that i've been at school yeah well. anyway uh so yes pansy parkinson makes a bid to turn harry in but Ginny has personality for two seconds uh, and steps in front of him, followed by the order and then everyone else. I, I really think that I'm still with, I, I, I might still be with Pansy. Like if, if, I'm, if I'm like standing over in the corner with the other, other Ravenclaws, I'm going like, look, y'all, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, you maybe got into some shit. Uh, 
I had nothing to do with this. So. <laughs> Listen, he doesn't even go here this year. He doesn't even, he doesn't go, even here. go here. <laughs> like he wasn't even here when we we're going through this shit. I don't know. Take him. Take him. We've been getting beaten down. Well, she probably hasn't because she's a Slytherin and a pureblood. But anyway, uh, we get yet another stupid cameo from Filch. This one, at least I will say, is taken directly from the book. Uh, the dialogue, including McGonagall calling him a blithering idiot, uh, is, it, yeah, it's verbatim from the book. But I don't really, seriously, did we ever figure out who he fucked to get the screen time? Like, I think he was friends with one of the directors. Did, yeah, we did figure that out, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yep. Because like, I'm available. If you want me to show up in movies with no <laughs> explanation and just be a bit, great, cool. That man has residuals for the rest of his, his children will live off of his residuals. Probably his grandchildren uh, yeah. for an insignificant character in this film series. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, McGonagall orders the Slytherins off to the dungeons, hilarious. And she rallies the rest of the school behind Harry and the order. I, for all the shit that I'm talking about this moment, I really cannot express my love for the exchange Harry has with McGonagall before leaving the Great Hall. Like my only I can, note, my only note is fucking McGonagall is gonna make me cry today. Uh, <laughs> like I would die happy if Dame Maggie Smith told me she was happy to see me. Like I can I can drop dead <laughs> there. That's great. I will actually now now I'll sacrifice myself for the school. Like you guys don't have to go to work. Good Dame Maggie Smith said we're good. What's up, girl? I got this. Anyway. Pandemonium erupts within the castle with students rushing about and subjects and paintings unsure of what to do. Uh, this immediately feels like more people than there were in the Great Hall. Okay, so so many things about it, and we're gonna probably talk about it for a few chunks. Where are all these? Yes, kids because going? this just keeps going on. <laughs> this yeah. just keeps happening. Yes, these kids are yes. just running around. I'm like no, 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 no. Like no, the book very clearly is talking about they're organized into these kids are gonna go home. These kids that if they're able and of age are going to stay. So they're going to get the, the fuck down to the <laughs> the dungeons. Like it's very organized. Like McGonagall would not have allowed this pandemonium. <laughs> like she's in charge now. No, absolutely not. I uh, I got to say that I didn't didn't like McGonagall just sending the entire Slytherin house <laughs> to the dungeons. Felt a little yeah. bit internment mm. campy to me. Um, <laughs> well, we were already not... kind of there. <laughs> It's not quite how it's done in the book. Um, Correct. In the book, it's in the book. Technically, the Slytherins get the same offer that everyone else does, which is oh, oh, and she's got such a badass line in the book to um, Slughorn. to Slughorn. Yes, yeah. she's like, listen, you can do what you want, but if you work against us, we duel to kill. Which is yeah, yes. I would have given anything to give her that dialogue. Yes. Oh, can you imagine Dame Maggie Smith saying that? Yeah. Uh, Listen, you can go. This is now a day Maggie Smith's Venn podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Last season, we didn't actually finish the movie. We just talked no, about Maggie no, Smith. No, we were just going to make a hard left. <laughs> we're going to rename it. Perfect. <laughs> the Maggie hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to limit it to an hour, which would be hard. The Smiths. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so Ron stops Harry on the way up this brand new staircase uh, to point out that they no longer have a method for destroying Horcruxes. But he thinks he knows how to get a basilisk fang. So mysterious. I wonder where they might find one in the school where they fought a basilisk five years ago. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> Harry gives Ron and Hermione the Marauder's Map so that they can find him when they get back from wherever or whatever plan they have to find a basilisk fang. Uh, and he takes off towards 
Ravenclaw Tower, followed by Luna. Great. Uh, in the entrance hall, McGonagall is setting Neville and Seamus a task of blowing something up. I love the alliteration of this line. When she's talking about Seamus having a particular proclivity for pyrotechnics, I'm like, yes, that is good writing. Fuck yes. <laughs> anyway, the boys pop off and Fl Flitwick points out uh, in a harrowing realization that they cannot keep Yunuhu out forever. McGonagall replies, that they can at least delay him and they might as well start using his name since he's about to try to kill them. Badass. Yes. Uh, and in another, I'm going to, I, I'm going to have so many favorite moments from here to the end of the podcast, y'all, because there are some like bright shining instances in these film or in this film specifically that I'm completely obsessed with. Uh, and that's all surrounded by a bunch of shit. So uh, I'm going to go bitch, 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 love this bitch, bitch, bitch. Great. Great. This is one of those love this moments. Uh, McGonagall turns and she casts Pierre Totem Locomotor uh, and the music begins to swell as all of the statues from within the castle come to life and march into place to defend the school on McGonagall's orders. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm like pretty much crying from this point to the end. It's the music. Like, it's the music. It's absolutely it's the, music, the music. Which is by the way, um, titled Statues. Pretty, of course, so apropos. Pretty, I love that. Pretty basic. It's called <laughs> statues. It's when like, the statues even, come to life. Even with the silly line that they give Maggie here about always wanting to use that spell. Yeah. Like, they, they lighten it up there in that moment with that. I didn't need that. Uh, it can just be dark and emotional because this is dark and emotional. Like they're literally going to fight for their lives right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. McGonagall's a baddie and I live for it. Uh, and that's, that's where this chunk ends. And I'm... I really like Dame Maggie Smith, you guys. <laughs> uh, literally, all my notes at the very end is just all caps. It says "bad ass bitch" because I just love her. She's yeah. phenomenal, but like I said, I feel like she organized the school more than this pandemonium we're going to continue to see. All these students yeah. just running pell mell everywhere. I'm like, that's not helping. Fine. Um, one thing I wanted to point out, just really quick, Slughorn comes up behind them while Maggie and Molly Weasley are here. Slughorn's like mm -hmm. walking up onto the steps. Anybody notice? I've noticed for the first time he has a hip flask that he pulls out and takes a drink from. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that before. Yeah, <laughs> I've never noticed it. I'm like mood, I big am mood. I am yes. Pissed. Well, I might die, but I'm gonna die drunk. <laughs> no, y'all. I, I I gotta tell you, I'm a total pansy. I would be like hiding up in Griff uh, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw Tower, probably with a hip flask, being like, "Can y'all just sort this out? I'm gonna be over here." <laughs> I'd be in the tub, in the prefect's tub. You know what? You guys oh, do, yeah. yeah. Nobody's you going do, in yeah. there. Nobody's going yeah. to fight. Like, I get this whole thing to myself. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm gonna be down with the house elves. <laughs> <laughs> they join the battle later. Oh. Which we won't see because, of course, this battle sucks. Yeah. I actually, this is a, a brief aside because I, I did not join you for any chunk where Slughorn mattered, but... I actually really like the character of Slughorn just because in the whole series, he's one of the really only characters that it's like, I don't really know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, he's not evil. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's not evil, but like, he's just kind of neutral and that's unique in, in the, in this universe. Yeah. He's really, I mean, <laughs> he's kind of reflective of what I said earlier about giving Harry up he's kind of in it for himself like he's gonna he's gonna look out for himself before anybody else for the most part yeah um yeah I don't know if there's a, like a, a definite way to 
um, categorize him as good or bad because he has both good and bad qualities. We all have, I think that's a line from him. We have, we all have both light and dark within us. Um, I think he's a really good reflection of that. Yeah. Well, he does the right thing in the end. I think that's what the books kind of allude to is like, okay, but what did you do when it actually mattered? Like Aberforth too, you don't know if you like him, but he actually does end up helping with the battle. Um, Ollivander, you don't know if you like him, but he does end up helping them with their mission. Like, Yeah, I, I don't like Ollivander. <laughs> No, I don't know if you're supposed to. I agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, I have some questions for you both. Yeah. Uh, what are you going, what from this chunk are you going to keep in your back pocket like a spell to summon an army like <laughs> the queen herself? Uh, well, I, <laughs> this is literally in my notes. Keep everything Dame Maggie Smith does in these <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> perfect um she's she's aggressive and confident and brave and she's pretty clearly the leader of hogwarts defense uh we all knew she could step up when called on but it's lovely to see her do it yes um mine is mcgonagall underlined three times um <laughs> and i said the hip flask because that was funny <laughs> just no uh, noticing that slughorn had a hip flask made me happy this is maybe a really miraculous day because I just wrote Dame, period, Maggie, period, Smith, period. <laughs> we all know. We all fucking know. Okay? We know. Uh, yeah. We know this who the is a is. great, great moment. This uh, is beautiful. Great chunk for her. And uh, even, it's not, it's not literally um, loyal to the book, but it, it, it is spiritually. This is also yeah. McGonagall's moment in the book. Yes, agreed. It's, it's enough of the essence of this was the most badass person within Hogwarts next to Dumbledore this entire time. Yes, I feel very it. much like we don't see a lot of McGonagall in the last two films or even in the last book. Um, but in my brain, it goes a lot like um, I'm thinking of that scene between her and Umbridge in five where they talk about disloyalty. And like she is only going along with things for the safety of her students uh, because we know that she could take Dolores Umbridge out in a second. We know that she could have taken the Caros out in a heartbeat. Um, and this is her moment that she stepped up and was like, you know what? No, fuck this. <laughs> this is my moment. This is her fucking moment. <laughs> Bless her. What are you going to banish from the castle like a little bitch? <laughs> Uh, I did not like the rude dismissal of Luna, who provides literally the only idea and the correct and the idea correct. as <laughs> yes. the Horcrux. I love that. It, it, I totally agree. Doesn't Ron even say like, oh, bloody hell, here we go again? I'm like, something like that. Here yep. we go again. She's intelligent. <laughs> like, fuck you, Ron. Yeah, here we go again with her saving the day. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. And then she goes on to like lead Harry to the, I have more to say about that in another chunk, but like she like takes him to the gray lady. Like, anyway, what about you, Andrea? Um, <laughs> Cause I'm an OCD asshole. I said, um, how disorganized the room of requirement was. Of course. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you I guys... thought you were going to say the pandemonium <laughs> of the students. <laughs> I did write that too. I wrote unnecessary chaos in the staircase and the room of requirement because y'all, first of all, there's a plan. There's an evacuation plan that nobody is following. And two, you have magic. 
you could be cleaning up this fucking living area. And you know, if nobody's going to do it, I'll do it. I'll magic my little wand and make sure every shit is where it needs to be. You have your own hammock. Stay to your own hammock. Stay to your own hammock. I don't know why I'm saying (laughs) hammock. (laughs) That's how we say it in the Midwest. Hammock. 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 Stay to your own hammock. (laughs) Corey, what would you get rid of? Uh, I'm going to do my classic move of like getting rid of something that doesn't exist or getting rid of the omission of things. And really, I just want more. I want, yeah. I wanted that battle between Snape and McGonagall. Like I wanted, uh, I, yeah, I wanted it all. I want it all. Yeah. Make this movie seven hours long. <laughs> I will watch it. I will. So Once a year. <laughs> on, on that same note. <laughs> On that same note with uh, an omission, and it's not surprising this isn't in the movie because they haven't set it up the way that they should have. They've just ignored this whole storyline. But much like Creature's Redemption, which you guys have have covered quite a bit, we miss out on Percy's redemption in this chunk of the book. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about Percy. Where he's like firing spells and he's like, consider this my resignation. Yeah, well, he, stumbled, <laughs> he like stumbles through the hole. I love that scene. He stumbles through the into the room of requirement, and like everybody's like, uh, uh, nobody else knows what to do. So he's like, it doesn't Remus go? Somebody's like, hey, how's the baby? He's like, here's pictures. Like that's a great comedic moment of like we don't know what to do. This family drama's going down. <laughs> oh, Percy, shit. Uh, All right, who's he? Well, that was a good chunk. I mean, I was yeah, surprised. that was fun. A surprise, Brock, you picked this? And then once I got a little bit later and then my notes, I'm like, oh, okay. No, you're right. <laughs> this is a good I see what he's doing. I see what you're doing. You're getting out before it gets dumb. Good for you. Good for you. And Dame Maggie Smith. I mean, she's yep. worth... Dame Maggie Smith. Rewatching over and over and over. God bless. I really am. But this is my official announcement. I'm making a Dame Maggie Smith podcast. So everyone, please go listen. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I don't, that's, no, no, no. Don't be watching for that. But do go follow us on Patreon. Yeah. Wait, what? We don't have a <laughs> we, we get to, places to fuck and how much we love Dave Maggie Smith. Yep. It'll be- yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it can be a whole tier of the of the Patreon. Great. Place, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Maggie places Smith to level. fuck in Hogwarts. And then uh yeah, Dave Maggie Smith, beautiful things we love. I feel like every other episode will be like an hour and a half. <laughs> Here's places you could fuck in Hogwarts. There's a 10 minute episode. Maggie Smith, though. <laughs> yeah, but Maggie Smith. Let's talk about her career from 1950 to 1955. Oh, like the problem t- is you you won't be able to do it. You'll have to break it down by the second instead of the minute. The minute's just not, <laughs> not detailed enough. <laughs> honestly it makes me think of that did you guys watch white lotus no (laughs) oh go ahead it's okay i'm going to well there's a a moment in season two where the character of daphne i'm forgetting the actress's name and that's a, a a horrible shortcoming uh but she has this she gets this news and you see this entire like story play out across her face with it she doesn't have a single line she's just like the camera is on her for like 15 seconds and you see this entire thing play out on her face in those 15 seconds she like spans the entire range of human emotion uh and it's a brilliant moment of acting yeah. and like that's just 
Maggie Smith's default. That's just what she does. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a brilliant moment for that young actress. And God damn it, why can't I remember her name? But uh, that's just uh, that's just what Maggie Smith does. Like, that's just her. Like, that's her not trying. It, mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, this really is. We would we would be here all day. We would be here all yep. day, but we have a couple more to do. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Brock, for joining us today. God, and through all of this, I'm so sorry, and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we appreciate well, you. We appreciate you and your time and your thoughts and your insight. Thank you, guys. I'm uh, I'm grateful to be invited, and um, you know I'm proud of you for for getting through it. So thank we you. did it. We did it, Joe. We've almost done it. We've almost done it. All right. And for everybody else listening, please follow us, rate us, review us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on the TikTok, the YouTube and the Instagram. And Comment with your favorite Maggie Smith performance. Oh God. Yes. Do that. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyway, I love you. I'll see you next week. Love you. See you. Bye. 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 on ebay and buy that free willy pendant <laughs> you do <laughs> just gonna start wearing that around and anyone who comments on it is my kind of people and if they don't know what it is just lie You're like oh it's actually from a village <laughs> that i visited <laughs> where i befriended a whale <laughs> the villagers gave it to me because i saved that or their <laughs> <laughs> Just say the whole plot to somebody and be like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I stole a whale and drove across yeah. state lines. Uh, he, he jumped right over me. Jumped yeah. right over me. It was majestic. It was majestic. A song from Michael Jackson was playing. Yeah, yeah. We had Michael Jackson playing the whole wow. time. Uh, okay. And I hope they, I hope they never call you out. I hope it's like years later. That wait a second, wait a sec. Yeah, because <laughs> watching the movie, somebody's like just randomly going to be watching Free Willy. Yeah, wait a second. It was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs>